there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Salty. My name's Tim. And I am Luke. Switching it up. We're going to keep that one? Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I think so. We're keeping it. I think we had a good thing going. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today, boys? Pyramids and boring stuff. No, we're talking about the White Pyramid of Exit. How's it pronounced? Jean? Jean? Jean or, or Shan is probably closer. And we're also going to be talking about Agenda 21, a sneaky little agenda that underpins a lot of things we talk about, even if the people that talk about it are very boring. Mm. Mm. Do we want to start with the pyramids? Yeah, let's start with the interesting one and let's get in, we'll finish up with the boring one, something for them to look forward to. Yeah, a little bit of a tease. Yeah, it's good thinking. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, these are both your suggestions, so... Not important who suggested what. Before we begin, though, we would like to thank our $33 patron, Tom, on patreon.com slash hypothepod. Thanks, Tom. You can join Tom in being a cooked little unit. If you pop over there, we've got uh, bit buttons, we've got pins, mm-hmm. and all sorts of goodies. Yeah. A little uh, weekly podcast, extra bonus podcast for your ears. Mm. Just for the Patreon guys. Yeah. So, I, sometimes I forget to check the right box, so sometimes it's for everyone. And then you edit it? And then I, then I realise and have to change it. Yeah. yeah, so make sure you check it out regularly. Yeah. So you can, <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a Patreon. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's What's get... this bloody pyramid we're talking about then? I thought, before we go too far down, mm. I thought pyramids were in... In Egypt. Yeah. And now in you're Mexico. saying... Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And now you're saying they're yeah, in China? Yeah, parts of South America as well. Mm. Yeah. Now you sound they're in bloody China? Pyramid structures actually throughout the world. Yep. It's, I guess it's a sort of common shape, geometric uh, thing that you would go for. I think structurally there's probably a lot of strength. There's a lot of strength in triangles. Jeez. Mm. Mm. Hello, Masons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the Ma- this is why the Masons would be into all that stuff. Oh, okay, of course. Because they understand. Yeah. 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 So They're all like going... Triangles, triangles, and all those other guys are going, circles, circles, and they're like, you're cooked, it's about triangles. Yeah, there's not enough structural integrity 
in a circle. In your weird circle. Uh, so, Robo, what do you think it was surprising that the Chinese would work this out as well? Or do you think they're going to be a bit slow on the old triangle uptake? Sorry, what? Are you just accusing me of racism? No, I wasn't accusing you of anything. It's just that's a conclusion one might come to. I mean, I was just making a, a joke to lead us into the fact that all pyramids don't exist in Egypt. And you attacked me. What do you mean there's no pyramids in Egypt? <sighs> oh, this, this bit's done. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Right, so there's pyramids in China. Yeah. White pyramids, why you like that? <laughs> they're not they're not um, specifically pyramid shaped though, are they? They're trapez- trapezoidal. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have a top shape. Like um, a pyramid if you lock the top off of it. Although the one of the first people to see this one, um, and we'll run through how it got started, they said it had a a gemstone cap. Yeah. It says to me there is a cap to the whole. So the first person that saw it was like, oh, there was an amazing gemstone cap, yeah. pure ruby on the cap. And then the second person that comes along is like, this is, yeah, it was just flat on top. There was no cap. Well, I think it's. What a... do you think happened there? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, the, the pilot that took the, fo- the alleged first photo of it, uh, he was the one that said it had a gemstone cap and then showed photos of it without. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So what is this pyramid, though, Robbo? So. As in the, the how the story started, do you think? Tell me, yeah, tell me the story of the White Pyramid of Jan. So the first sighting was by an American travel agent and trader known as Fred Mayer Schroeder. He reported seeing it while he was hanging out with a Buddhist monk in the Shangji province in 1912. He wrote in his diary he saw a giant pyramid with other pyramids surrounding it. Yeah. Um, he said they're all totally unknown to the Western world and estimated that it was a thousand feet high and had six one sixteen hundred and forty foot sides. Uh, so if those are, if he's correct, it would have, have a volume ten times that of the Great Pyramid of Giza. How many? How wide was the sides? Sixteen hundred and forty feet. Sixteen hundred and forty. So imagine look down at the bottom of your legs. Yeah. Look at one foot. Imagine 1,640 of those. I'm just looking that up in metric now. It's quite a long... Yeah, thank you. Unless you're old bloody tiny foot Robertson (laughs) over here. Why were my feet tiny? I've got good sized feet. It's actually tiny little hands. Normal sized feet. Tiny hands, tiny feet, I thought it was. Um, So half a kilometre, 500 metres. That's pretty big. Yeah. 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 So 500 metres long and 250 high. 500 metres is from here to... The end of my street, the long way down. Mm, it's handy for listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm illustrating for you guys. Yeah. If, you're, but, if you're listening and you don't know where Salty lives, which I would suggest makes you not a very uh, attentive listener. Well, because we have pointed out his house in a video. We've mentioned where it is in relation to a video before. Yeah. yeah. But if you're, not a su- if you're not one of our super fans, if you're just a, you know, a fair weather fan, yeah. uh, imagine something that's 500 metres from your house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, five rugby fields is 500 metres. Right. Um, and then, yeah, about 250 metres high is this thing. But so that, that number pops up in all the sort of theories about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so huge. But this is just some bloke that saw it in 1912. Yeah, he's just eyeballed it. Yeah, he's eyeballed it and goes, oh, it's huge. Yeah. Not really that trustworthy. Yeah. Did he, did he know how high up he was? Could have been tiny. He could have been... Really far, really close to it. Yeah. Was his altimeter working? I don't even think he had one. 1912. So he was in a plane? 
No, he was, he was on foot. He was wandering around with a Buddhist oh. monk. And did he, um, get a, did he get a photo of this? No. This travel agent who has no ulterior motive in <laughs> drumming up business to get people to come out to China? Um, the guide informed him that it was at least 3,000 years old uh, and it was all recorded in monument, in, sorry, in um, documents by the, the monks. Then, no one else had really seen it since then. 1945, a US Army Corps pilot named James Gaussman was flying from China to India and he reported seeing a huge white jewel-capped pyramid. He later wrote, I flew around a mountain and then we came to a valley. Directly below us was a gigantic white pyramid. It looked as if it were, were from a fairy tale. The pyramid was draped in shimmering white. It could have been metal or it could have been some other form of stone. It was white on all, stones, all, st- all sides. What was most curious about it was its capstone, a large piece of precious gem-like material. I was deeply moved by the colossal size of that thing. Ooh. Quite the writer. Yeah. It's mm. quite uh, very engaging. Des- very descriptive. Lacking in some areas. So like, the, oh, It could have been metal, could have just been chalk. Yeah. It was flying over it. So the pyramids in Egypt were originally like, had cover stones that were made of like, whatever it is, limestone or... Something, some okay. sort of stone. And they were apparently very white. Mm. I think I read somewhere that in the middle of the day, the pyramid, or at some point of the day, the pyramids cast no ref- shadows because the surfaces were so refractive of, refractive of light mm. that it sort of gave off enough ambient light that it didn't cast a shadow. Interesting. I think it's pretty cool. Hmm. And all of those cover stones were taken off. And used to build like Cairo or something. Right. Mm. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe, t- maybe don't rob the stones off of your giant national monument to build build stuff. Still, still does it right for them though. Has, yeah, I suppose. Have they, the Chinese just seen like these like super fancy capstones on the Egyptian ones? They're like, why don't they make the whole thing out of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a third sighting as well. Um, another Air Force colonel who his report, uh, he also noticed, he believed it was also 1,000 feet high and 15,000 feet wide. Oh, sorry, 1,500 feet wide. Uh, and then a couple of days later, the New York Times post, uh, put a photo of it. So if you were to Google this, you're going to probably see that photo pretty high up. Mm. Um, looks like a big pile of dirt, really. Yep. Um, Is that your conclusion? Well, no. But oh. these are, these are the... Uh, these are the sort of sightings that started this this myth. These yeah. are the facts. Yeah. Um, and from there, there's been kind of all sorts of speculation um, about what it is. Have there been expeditions, Luke, to find it? Um, well, I mean... Can I suggest they start looking where the photo was taken? Well, so the a lot of people are saying that the Chinese government are trying to hide it from us. Mm. They don't want people to find it and go there. Yeah. Um, they're claiming that they're encouraging farmers to cover it up with plants yeah. and uh, make it look like part of the scenery. Yeah. So they're asking why the Chinese government are hiding this from the Western world. Yep. What have they got to hide? Good question. What do they have to... Why, what could they possibly gain? The Chinese government that famously would love more tourists. Yeah. Um, famously famously open-boarded and welcoming <laughs> Chinese government. Well, they're not that open-boarded. But they're not going to be like, oh, we've got a huge tourist attraction. Nobody is allowed to go to it. Well, I mean, I guess it is, it, it is interesting uh, because on TripAdvisor, it's the ninth rated attraction 
for that part of the world. Right. Um, it's got about a three and a half to four rating. Uh, a lot of people are unimpressed with Wait, the $15 cover charge. Is that where it's falling down on the cover charge? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, what about, are there not heaps of one star reviews like, we couldn't find it, it's lost. Um, it's lost in the jungles. No. <laughs> No, everyone's said... really poorly signposted because it's been lost for millennia. No, it turns out it's not lost and no one's trying to cover it up. Oh, right. Uh, it's easily found. You can do a, a little holiday there if you want. And it's not a thousand feet by a thousand feet. Is not it? at all. No. no. And it's just a burial place. Yeah. It's, um, How big is it? So, th- I don't actually write down the proper measurements, but it's the Mao Ling Burial Mound. Very well documented. Mm. Um, documented by many, many people. Are you sure it's not a different mound? Because I heard about this huge bloody pyramid. Yeah. That there's a photograph of. Yeah, that's the Maoling Burial Mound. Yeah. Um, the Emperor of Wuhan. Emperor Wu of Han, sorry. Yeah. You, um, I think Emperor Wu of Tang. What you mean? No. It's probably a little bit culturally insensitive. Um, well, it depends. <laughs> it's very culturally sensitive to the African-American community. I think it is now. Um, so I'm appealing to a broader audience here. So I was watching some YouTube videos. So all the all the conspiracies are saying Chinese government are covering it up. You can't go there. Yeah. So what, what what is it? How do we even know? I watched footage of someone flying up a drone to get a look at it, and so in the comments, someone said, uh, "How did you get a drone into China?" Yeah. And then someone <laughs> replied, "Not making a joke. Like this is a sincere reply." They said, "They are made in China." <laughs> <laughs> you can also buy tax free <laughs> So there's a little shopping tip If you need yeah. to buy a drone yeah. go, to, go to China and get it tax free um, Also in the comments of all these conspiracies uh, Things got really racist I can only mm. imagine But were they racist like you? Were they I'm not racist Are they a different kind of racist? Different kind of racist This is racism um, I don't really understand it You know how there's nuanced racism With uh, neighbouring countries Where yeah. they have like Different tribes or different regions and different um, what do you, uh, villages and all that. There's, there's our listeners know about this. They hear our banter, Robbo, you and me. Um, so this one, this was some, there's some Turkish racism going on there. Against the Chinese? Well, I think the Turks were saying that they built them all and these are Turkish The Turks mounds. built the pyramids the, These burial, The burial mounds. So yeah. they're Turkish burial mounds. Um, and then the Chinese government are trying to cover them up. They're trying to cover up that the Turks ruled China. Yep. Okay. Um, and then also Korean. Uh, apparently it was a Korean race that lived there and the Chinese are trying to hide it. Right. That all makes sense. But they're all laying claim to the shitty, the shitty mound, right? Yes. None of it. If I was the Turks, I'd be like, no, we built the proper pyramid that they are covering up. Yeah, we built the giant gleaming white gemstone one. Yeah. <laughs> and now they won't, they won't acknowledge it. Um, then I, I saw some comments from someone who I'm going to assume is a white supremacist um, who said that sun gods built them and all the people, all, the sun gods are described as blonde and blue eyed. Yeah. So uh, really, who the oldest race and the most powerful race mm. are white people. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's a disappointment. It was just a little mound. Yeah, so there are a lot of them. They look really cool. I tried. I went on Google Maps and I was like on satellite view, scanning around the countryside near that province. Yeah, I couldn't find any. Mm. Did you see the mounds on? No. Oh, okay. Tried looking, couldn't find any. She went to TripAdvisor. I think there's a link. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was funny. The, the stuff about the Chinese government hiding it 
was yeah. hilarious to me. Mm. I did find some gear about um, ancient structures in China and um, metal rods being found there and like um, in certain parts of China and they're trying to connect them to this. But it was a completely different part of China um, and it was just like a natural formation that looked a bit strange. Right. It looks like a metal rod. Um, there was another guy that I was going to read his book. I Got into it. Yeah, yeah. I just read a bloody book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unusual behaviour for a millennial. <laughs> uh, I found this from Earth Mystery News. Uh, this is... Uh, so there's a guy called Hartwig Hausdorff. He believed that they were built by aliens. Were you reading a Harry Potter book? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he, he wrote the book The Chinese Roswell. Right. Uh, I put a, a short clip of a, a thing. I was watching a video with him on it um, on our Twitter where he slams a, uh, ancient a, alien skeletons. He's like, he found some. And they had these big, big heads, big clumsy heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's all these kind of, all these speculation about aliens in China, but and he's kind of one of the main drivers. Right. Uh, you can buy a second-hand copy of his book for $200 on Amazon, <laughs> but no Kindle version, oh. which I was going to buy, but I ain't, I ain't paying 200 bucks for no. this bloody guy. Uh, although, if he's got more alien owns in his book, maybe I want to read about, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clumsy heads. <laughs> Um, so there's a, a it kind of did lead me down a short path of more alien gear in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some discs that they found that were allegedly alien recordings um, and alien messages, but maybe we'll look at them at a different time. Oh, that's the beauty of China, as it opens itself up to the world, but at the same time, it's like completely overbearing totalitarian you know, police state. Mm, that is the beauty it's of ripe it. ripe for conspiracy <laughs> theories. Mm. I saw the... Um, a few mentions of ley lines in relation to the burial mounds in the White Pyramid. Okay, but they were they were calling them dragon lines, and I think the eastern version of ley lines, are like dragon, like the Dragon Way or dragon lines. Okay, dragon line isn't that just cocaine? <laughs> Wait, that's heroin. Sorry, and they um, who's culturally insensitive now? <laughs> They refer to like the Earth's chakras, oh, yeah, as being the different places that all the ley lines fall on, like yeah. the Uluru's one, Avery and Stonehenge and all that are one. Um, uh, Lake Titicaca <laughs> <laughs> is the is one of them. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why, why Cam? Are you laughing so much now? I was just oh, there. Were. You laughed at my reaction thinking how immature I was and then you thought about it some more yeah. and you're like, no, it is funny. Yeah. You're right to laugh at Titicaca. What's funnier is Lake Titicaca is the sacral <laughs> chakra of the world. What were they thinking when they were putting the chakras together? <laughs> Which one should be the sack? The, the titty one. Oh, boys. Go on. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I found... A, a it's funny because it's a boob joke and a poop joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did see some stuff about all the burial mounds being connected somehow. Okay. Uh, tunnels? tunnels? Yeah, tunnels, but also they showed light ley lines. You know, they, they had a crisscross of a design. Right. Didn't look like anything, though. They, I think they compared it to the stars. Like, oh, right. no, look, they line up with the stars. But they didn't really say what significance that had to anyone. Yeah, also, you, you can have... You're allowed to have things line up with the stars. Yeah. 
Because people, even in the olden times, could look at the stars <laughs> yeah. and put things in the same shapes. It doesn't well, mean anything. Yeah, if you saw the same star the same time every year, you'd be like, ooh, we'll put something here. Yeah. We'll go, hey, guys, you stand here. Yeah. That's my star. That. Mm. Yeah. The government doesn't need to cover that up. Yeah. <laughs> Any, did anyone find anything else about this? No. Oh, really? You got more? You just did the heavy lifting here. You did. I think it was your suggestion originally. No, it was yours. You put it... No, I just said this week let's do it oh, based okay. on okay. things that you had suggested. Uh, let me just double check my notes before we... Oh, 21 minutes. How long is that? 21 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's all right. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. I'm assuming Cam can waffle on about this next one. Oh. Well. Um, yeah. No, that's all I have. They, the burial mound, if you're in China, maybe think about if you're in the neighborhood going to see them. Yeah. I mean, if you've got enough time to do 90 things, yeah. you should check them out. If you've only got enough time to do eight things, yeah. give it a miss. Yeah, definitely. Go check out some markets. Yeah. Watch a bunch of YouTube videos of this guy who lives in China and it's him going and haggling at markets. Oh, yeah. Pretty fun. I went to the High Point Fake Market today, this afternoon. What's the High Point Fake Market? Well, it's like a... A little fruit shop. Yeah, it's like a Coles fruit and veg shop, but they make it look like it's a, a market kind of place. So, right. like, everything's in crates and... Oh, is it just inside the, one yeah, of the doors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. Everyone lines up really orderly. Yeah. It's like yeah. shop at markets. All the eggs are cage eggs. Yeah, all the eggs were cage eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, quick, I'll just get some eggs. I'm like, boop, boop, cage. And also they called everything extra large. Extra large watermelons, extra large mangoes. They were normal size. If anything, the watermelons are a little bit smaller. It's a den of lies. This is the difference between shopping at like a fake market at High Point and going to like a market. Yeah. Yeah. Footscray market. Like to Footscray market, to to get served, you kind of have to fight your way through and put your stuff on. Yeah. I went to do that and then I realized there was a queue. Little Saigon was even worse. Yeah. Missed that place. You didn't shove yourself around. You just got... Walked over, <laughs> you'd get, get beat up. <laughs> that little Vietnamese ladies were just yeah. putting bags of fruit in front of you. Anyway, anyway, it's our little cultural insight into Footscray and High Point. Yeah, let's have a little break, and then we'll. Oh, you already stopped. No, no. Oh, and then we'll come back. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Agenda 21. Sure. Agenda... <laughs> oh, come on, boys. Give Agenda 21 a chance. Uh, Agenda 21 uh, sounds really sinister. It does. Like, yeah. when I read Agenda 21, I'm like, ooh, is this the men in black? They're going to wipe our minds. I watched a video that was like Agenda 21 for dummies, and it was just a bunch of... the Like... It was just a bunch of clips of the people who who believe in it or who are sprouting the stuff about it, just sprouting their stuff. Yeah, so it's for dummies. <laughs> it's like, but it didn't explain what it was. It just showed me a whole bunch of cooked fucking idiots like going on about it. Yeah, I watched... I was like, I still don't get this. I watched maybe two or three videos and thought, these people just have brainworms. Mm. This is just the, the peak brainworm people. You know, Cam, you're into this. Well, so <laughs> it underpins a lot of the things we discuss. Uh, it's, it's widely believed uh, across the conspiracy 
theorist right to be at the very least evidence of a UN New World Order plot mm. and at worst, you know, part of a Luciferian conspiracy. Mm. Uh, it is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the 21st agenda in a series of agendas. Mm. I didn't... Even I, who I felt I was, you know, across the issues, I sort of knew what it was about. But I just assumed that there must have been like agendas one through 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Leonard part six. <laughs> it is. Remember that? No. Classic Bill Cosby movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, agenda 21. It's just an agenda for the 21st century. Okay. And it was, uh, it was a UN... Uh, it's a voluntary sort of declaration that they come up with at the UN back in 1992. Right. I think at the Rio conference. Mm-hmm. And the basic... Look, to be honest... My idea of what the basic idea of it is hasn't changed, even though I've done a bunch of research into it. Right. Yeah. It's about local councils. It's about uh, combating climate change at a local government level. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a good plan. Yeah. So I guess the Wikipedia um, summary says it's a non-binding action plan of the United Nations with regard to sustainable development. Yeah. Um, So... Oh, it's an action agenda for the UN, other multilateral organisations and individual governments around the world that can be executed at local, national and global levels. Yeah. So basically, we're cooking the world pretty quickly. Yeah. Maybe let's work out ways to not cook it. Yeah. Uh, it's very much about thinking globally and acting locally. Yes. Mm. So, you know, at a local government level, at all these levels of government, but I think they are... They were, well, like, let's include the local government level because that's where a lot of the hard decision-making that actually affects things sort of happens besides the general, like, the larger decisions are made higher up, but all these little decisions get made locally, like, should we build a really unsustainable housing development hmm. or could we build a sustainable one? And if we build a whole heap of sustainable ones instead of a whole heap of unsustainable ones, maybe that'd be better for the environment. Mm. Yep. So that's that's what it's about. It's just about... Local governments signing on to this thing and being like, oh, we're going to be committed to mm. not being fuckwits about the environment. Yeah. Uh, so using yeah using land wisely, mm. making sure we use land for things that aren't just bulk housing, mm. um, protecting green wedges is what we call them here. Um, all very positive things. Yeah, doing like viability studies, yeah. like environmental viability studies. Resource consents. So how could anyone have issue with this? Because this sounds positive to me. Mm. So the UN wants to come into my property and yeah. tell me what to do with it. Do yeah. they? But even like that's the, that's the cooked thing you could say about it. Yeah. But then what they actually say about it is so vague and even cookeder than that. Yes. It's just like... What's the the UN's getting into our stuff? Well, it's but not sure how. It's uh, the video that I watched. And I watched maybe twenty minutes of one. It was like an hour lecture at a church, mm. and the lady was like taking segments of it and then like stitching it together. You know, doing dot 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 and putting another bit and making it sound like everyone has to give up their land, and then. It's going to go to everyone. So now this mm. UN will own the land and you don't own your land and you don't have the rights to do on your, what you want on your property. Yeah. Mm. But while she was saying this, it 
like she's like this is what it says and you read even her abridged version and you're like yeah it still sounds pretty good mm. it's not what they're saying at all i watched a guy talking about about a map where he had all these different colored zones and he's like the yellow zones are gonna be used for such and such and such if you live there now you won't <laughs> the green zones are for this assist if you live there now you won't and i was like yeah all right I, yeah, I saw, I kept on seeing like these maps being referred to that would have, yeah, zone. And there was like a red zone. Mm. It was like, this is going to be uninhabitable by yeah. any humans. Mm. The forbidden zone. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And they're like, exactly that. If you're, if you're in this area, you'll be displaced. Yeah. But I was like looking, there was like certain like language they used. I was like, that must come from something. But it's only found on these cooked websites. Right. If you go across the forbidden zone, yeah, you end up going. Oh my god, I've been on Earth the whole time. <laughs> I watched. Wait. <laughs> oh, okay, now that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I watched a video of um, Anne Bressenden. Don't at me, uh, South Australian listeners. Who was an MP in South Australia? She was elected with Nick Xenophon mm-hmm. when he was a state MP. I think it must be in the, in the upper house. So. I think this must have been like 2006 when Xenophon was elected to the state parliament. And he was elected on the no, with the No Pokies party. Mm-hmm. And he had this cooked unit as like his running mate. Um, sorry, can I just have a quick aside? Yeah. Uh, I think it's quite funny if we think about, if you think about Pokies and pretend you don't know poker machines are. Yeah. And then when you see Pokies like on a, at a bar, oh, they got Pokies. You know, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Carry on. Is that how you amuse yourself? <laughs> to like the no pokies party. Don't poke me. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Anyway, so he's got Nick Xenophon gets elected and he's got this cooked unit as like his second person. You know how like the upper house works in these things where they need to get like a certain ratio mm. or they need to get over a certain number once they hit a quota, they get an extra person. So no one's expecting Nick Xenophon to get so many votes mm. that his second cooked unit sidekick is going to get elected mm. and she does right throws everyone so she gets elected and then when xenophon went to federal parliament she became like a part of the Catter party and i think she ended up as an independent she might have been too crazy for Catter even hmm. there's this video of her giving and they all love this because this is like an australian politician telling the truth about agenda 21 and do you remember lord monkton yeah <coughs> uh, Go. The, uh, oh, I'm not going to be unfavor- unfair. The completely cooked dude from the UK who yep. come out to spiv about climate change being a hoax yep. years ago. Uh, she was like doing the intro for him in Adelaide and she's talking about Agenda 21. And she's talking about how, you know, this is like 2011 or something. She's like, oh, I first heard about this in 2008 and I realized it was, you know, there's all this sinister stuff going on. It was like, it started in 1992, so you've let it go for 16, 16 years. years. It's like, you're not worried about what they've been doing in that time? But uh, yeah, she was just a completely cooked unit. She's like, Agenda 21, that's a name you are never supposed to hear. It's like, well, they shouldn't have put it on the fucking front cover of the book. When they put out their Agenda 21 plan, they shouldn't have whacked Agenda 21 on the front cover. Shouldn't have an easy downloadable PDF from the internet. <laughs> yeah. It was a big mistake. So it doesn't get looped into a lot of depopulation stuff. Yeah. So it's stuff like Ted Turner. Uh, Those stones. 
Oh, the big ones. Yeah, the big stones, yeah. the Georgia Guidestones. Bill Gates. And the way they all get linked into depopulation conspiracies, this is like the depopulation plan. So there's a lot of stuff, especially with like uh, the recent bushfires in the US. And like there's been quite bad bushfires or wildfires in California over the past few years, I think. And anytime there's like a really big one, uh, Jonesy and the InfoWars crowd all start talking, oh, this is Agenda 21 in action. Mm. This is why they set the fires. Right. These, this, is what, this, this is why these fires are lit. And now I would say to them, a wildfire is never lit. They're very uncool, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're saying this is why these fires have been set. It's because they, they're depopulating these areas. They're clearing these areas out for whatever this the Agenda 21 agenda. If I was to depopulate an area, I would probably not light a bush on fire. Mm. I'd do something in a city where there's yeah. people. Mm. Well, no, the, but there's... A lot of people got evacuated. Yeah, there's, the is there hundreds of thousands or tens mm. of thousands of people? Have yeah, but like, say that same area in a city. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot more people. No, but this is the area that they need. It's on the maps, mate. Yeah. Oh, okay. They need to go off the maps. Right. So I was watching one InfoWars video where they were talking about this fire and it had gone, it was like a bushfire, but it had gone across the road and all these cars had been burnt out and all <laughs> of the, like, the axles had melted. And they're like, well, you know, a bushfire can only burn up to this temperature, but uh, the melting point of the steel in these axles it's much higher. So how then could a bushfire have melted them? And then you're like, all you've got to do is Google what is the average temperature of a bushfire or a wildfire. And then you Google what is the melting point of the steel in an axle. And it's like, well, actually the melting point is quite a lot lower than the temperature of your average bushfire. Mm. So that took me oh, one second. <laughs> yeah. Are they saying bushfires can't melt? steel axles they, they, they can, can melt steel they can, oh, they melt can. That, they're claiming that they can't yeah, yeah. because I haven't done a, any research yeah so yeah right so we live in a country where like there's a lot of bushfires every year mm-hmm. grow up seeing photos of cars that have been melted basically by bushfires yeah you think like, you come have. on when I heard them say it right I was like oh I'm gonna have to do some like really complicated research If because I'm like I'm looking at the photos of the Ming melted. Yeah. I don't believe, as these people do, that some sort of energy weapon is responsible. <laughs> I think it was just fire, right? Yeah. Mm. But I'm thinking, oh, am I going to have to do some cooked research where it's like, oh, well, they have a lot of the eucalyptus trees in uh, California, and obviously the, the eucalyptus oil within the eucalyptus trees can heat <laughs> up, and that creates a more intense fire. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just, it's just fire. It's just fire. They're, they're just wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's just fire, it turns out, is very hot. Yeah. Plus fire that's fueled by really hot, dry winds mm, mm. makes it hotter. Mm. And, and then when you throw the eucalyptus oil and into the eucalyptus the mix, oil, yeah. obviously. I, I also cars have petrol. Yeah. So I imagine that burns hot, hot as well. Yeah. The whole thing's a very hot yeah, situation. It's a hot situation. Yeah. It's a hot and sticky mess. Um. Sorry, Cam. So, all right. Who else believes in this? Can I just can I just also say it was funny how Trumpy come out and said it wouldn't have happened if California had just raked more. Yeah, and they, <laughs> he, he said in, in Finland they don't have the problem. Yeah, and Finland are like what the 
Yeah. We don't rake our forests. No. What are you talking it's about? It's like we also don't have like just devastatingly dry summers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't actually find out the reasoning for that because there's a few people on the internet that when you see something just out of the blue about a country like Finland raking their forests, people will normally go and trace back to where that weird little nugget might have got into his head. Right. Um, I might have to go back and find out where that one came yeah. from because it's an interesting one. So, the thing about this is, is uh, I think Agenda 20, you were talking about braidworms for US right-wing people. Yes. Uh, the Tea Party were very big into this. Yeah. The Tea Party, of course, being, for our younger listeners, being sort of what preceded the current mess mm. of QAnon, etc. Yes. Oh, that's probably the same people, right? I would say there's probably a good Venn diagram of QAnon and Tea Party people. So uh, Glenn Beck was uh, big into it, but uh, there's heaps of like uh, there's been heaps of attempts in the United States, like in places like Texas, uh, Arizona, etc., to ban Agenda Twenty One, <laughs> this non-binding resolution that you don't have to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, Alabama actually put into law an anti. Agenda 21 resolution. Uh, any future effort to l- deliberately or inadvertently infringe or restrict private property rights without due process, as may be required by policy recommendations originating in or traceable to Agenda 21, are not allowed. Don't attempt to make things maybe a little bit better for the greater good. Yeah. Or- if what? I hear that you're not going to check how many... Car parks <laughs> in apartment <laughs> block needs. Um, it is mostly people in the US. I don't think, other than the politician here, are there any other Australians or anything you came across? Yeah, no, it's, I think you'll find, especially with the current state of the Liberal Party, such as it is, there's probably a few. The Liberal Party being the right-wing party in Australia. Yeah. Thank you. Little little help for our US listeners. Is there, should there be a point in Australia where they say, let's just change the name of the Liberal, Liberal Party here to stop confusing the hell out of everyone? I think <laughs> probably by the next election, it's not going to be a problem. Okay, you think they're going to solve? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Where, like, I think Andrew Bolt has probably gone on about it before. Or that sort of calibre of person. It's so weird that they're so anti making things a little bit better. Mm. And like the, any any attempt, and particularly now in this political climate, anyone saying maybe we don't fuck the world up is like painted as crazy left loony. Mm. It's going to mm. ruin everything for everyone. I will say. Oh, here yeah, we go. I guess 1992, it was a different time. Is Agenda 21... Meaning an agenda for the 21st century, the best name we could have come up with for this. The name sounds it, very sinister. It does <laughs> imply that there are other agendas. Yes. And also, the word agenda is sort of loaded, isn't it? Yes. Even 21, like putting a number on it like that, like, yeah, it's all like the, you know, the international plan to make things a bit nicer. Yeah. For the 21st century. Yeah. yeah. They could have also come up with a better name for Beyond 2000. Yeah. Do you think they shot themselves in the foot with that one? Yeah. I think it's still on as of recently. 
Beyond 2000? You can't have a show called Beyond 2000 they, 2018. They, they dropped the Beyond, the Beyond, the 2000 and just started calling it, it Beyond. Beyond. They still make like new episodes. Oh, probably as of five years ago at the, at the wow. latest. In, within the 2000s though. Yeah, right. All right. The other thing I thought was strange... And when are I'm, we going to get our floating cars? Yeah. yeah. Uh, something I thought was strange, and maybe if I'd done a little bit more research, I would have found actually there's heaps of this. I saw that in like the early 2000s, because they keep on, every few years they come back to chat about, oh, how's Agenda 21 going? Mm. Or should we add this? Should we add that? Blah, blah, blah. And they keep on working on it. Uh, like in the early 2000s, they're like, what if we had an Agenda 21 for culture? Oh, yeah. For like cultural things, which I guess is going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, should if, we support, should council support local theatres? <laughs> I don't know what it would be. But when I saw that that was a thing, I was like, why don't they go on about that a lot? Yeah. But they probably do. Or they, maybe they think the part of that will, every painting needs to look like it's supposed to look. So it needs to be someone, you know, in a farm with wheat. Like, that's a good thing. Mm. No abstract. Yeah. Salty, you're on board with that? Yeah. Hmm. Just looking across at Salty's insane doll's head. Artwork. <laughs> yeah, but you know what it is. You know what it is. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, anything else? It maybe you... doesn't resonate with all the people. <laughs> uh, I think that might be it for Agenda 21. I just thought it was worth having a look at because it, it does underpin a lot. Yeah, I mm. look to be... A, Honest, I anticipated it being like, um, what was the 12? One? The Majestic 12? Yeah, where it was something, you know, oh, 21 heads of government met secretly one time. Yeah. and Or 21 leaders were sent to 21 people or whatever. And really it's just a UN thing yeah. that just is poorly, poorly named. Yeah. Even calling it 21st century would have helped a little bit. Yeah. 21st century agenda boys. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you. All right. Well, all right. We'll wrap it up. Bit of a short one today, fellas. Robbo, where can they find you online? You can find me. Very tuneful, Cam, that was. Thank you. Uh, you can find me at Ale of a Time, facebook.com slash Ale of a Time. And my book is in all bookshops and online. All bookshops or all good bookshops? No, nah, all of them. Every single yeah, bookshop. Well, even like that, yep, that uh, one too. We did Nazi yep. memorabilia one? Definitely in there. Especially mm. in there. Yeah, I bet it is. Hey. Um, keg bottle can is a good good Christmas gift. Good stocking filler. Yep. Even a good uh, centerpiece yeah. for you, a, a range of other gifts. You could get that and like a... Suspiciously sympathetic, like a biography of Rudolf Hess. Yeah. At the military bookshop. Don't. And if you're in Savers and you're looking and you go, well, fuck, there's a lot of beer books in here. Don't get them. Just go get Robbo's book instead. Yep. Yeah. But there are, you're saying there's a lot of really affordable beer, beer books, books at Savers. At Savers. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think mine was like 20 bucks at Target. Yeah, right. That's yeah. pretty affordable. So 20 times as expensive as a beer book of savers. But get Robbo's one, though. Yeah. Even though you could get 20 for the same price. Get Robbo's one. Not as good. You've heard my bants on this show. You're like, man, imagine if that guy's bantsing about beer and book form. Yeah. Salty, where can they find you? Uh, at Saltmarsh on Instagram for some art stuff and randoms mm-hmm. and Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. And check out Toe on Patreon. And they can find you in savers in the doll section. Yeah. Looking, and the cooked book section. Creepy. Uh, you can find me twitter.com slash sexenheimer. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes. And of course, you can find this podcast wherever you 
get your podcasts. If you got it in one spot, but you want to get it in another spot, you can go do with it. this. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Yep. All of them. We're on Facebook. We are on twitter.com slash hypothepod. And we are, of course, on patreon.com slash hypothepod if you'd like to join the club. Get that news show into you. Throw yeah. us a few little buckaroos. Yeah. Sling us a buck. Yeah. Well, yeah. more than a buck. Cause... Can people give us just a buck? Yeah. If they want to. I don't think they get anything for it, no, though. No. You'd get the news show. Yeah, every Would buck yeah. counts. But don't get a badge. The badges are too cool to pass up. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Uh, thanks, folks. Thanks, everyone. Have Bye. a good one. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a